Blog Talk Radio. Reconnect my heart with discuss God's answer to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way He originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prado. So glad y'all are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call me at 516-453-9118. That's 516-453-9118. Or you can listen online at www blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart.
One, two, one, two, oh, two, one, two, oh, two. Okay. <clears throat> I want to make sure everybody can hear me. Welcome, 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 welcome to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. Welcome to Reconnect My Heart Podcast, the show that we talk about life problems that may break or tear our hearts apart. On Reconnect My Heart, we discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Fred. I'm so glad you all able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, or if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call me at 516-453-9118. Or you can catch me online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. Also, for those who may be on social media, you can catch me on my Facebook page, Brother Prater. It's P-R-O-T-H-E-R, Brother Like Brother and Sister. And pray to Piers and Paul, R A Piers and Tom, E R. Also, excuse me. Also, just those who may want to catch us on the chat room on Reconnect My Heart podcast, we are available right now. So, just um, today, it's gonna be a little different. Um, number one, thank y'all for y'all prayers and y'all concerns. Um, you know, it's a little cold. Also, even just being able to just take care of uh, the problems that's, that's been going on on um, on him. But um, today being March fifth, um, <coughs> excuse me, um, I'm wearing this shirt right here. This is in honor of um, my sister, Sheila Prater. And um, four years ago, four years, two days ago. March third, um, I got the um myself and my family got the um the worst news uh the worst phone call that we have received and that's um the murder of my sister. My sister was killed. And um <clears throat> you know, that's something that, you know, those who may have lost someone not just pertaining to a natural um death, but just a violent death. Um, that's a phone call that you can't prepare for. <laughs> and so um, it's easy to remember someone when uh, they pass uh, on their birthday. You know, my, my, my sister as well as my our birthday in September, it's easy, it's easy for me to honor her uh, on her birthday, you know, the week of the birthday on the show. But when it comes down to March, March is the day that she was taken from us. And, you know, just calling like it is, you know, this was not uh, just what well, she just passed. No, she was killed. She was killed. And uh, out of this, um, it's been four years, and there isn't a second a day that myself and my family, uh, and also even a lot of the friends, have been on here, uh, you know, we have not forgotten about her. And so today what I want to do is just <coughs> me, utilize the time to talk about the importance of different things, um, even uh, how uh, her, her passion and way she passed, that's, that's the thing that is, is still troubles many of us. <coughs> Um, 
you know, kind of talking about that. <coughs> but most importantly, what can we get out of this? You know, um, one of the things that uh, I'm a firm believer in is is being able to, I love, you know, spreading the word of God and spreading uh, whatever um, uh, knowledge God gives me to share with others, even to uh, bring things to the awareness of people, as well as to myself. I'm not exempt. None of us is exempt from learning. And so with that, um, first, um, this year, um, leading up to March the 3rd, um, it, it wasn't it wasn't as bad, even though, like I said, it's been four years. But this time, going up to excuse me, going up to March third, it wasn't as bad. But when the day came, I went to work, and uh, I had already made arrangements uh, once I leave work uh, before I go see my son. I'm going to go back to a grave site, which I do that anyway. But that particular day, uh, it was more so of just having some time with her. <clears throat> and uh, normally when I would go, um, you know, it's, you know, just, just you know, just make sure that the head song is clean. And, you know, <clears throat> we've always had uh, nonverbal communication. And so even if I was just there for a few minutes, <coughs> even if I was just there for a few seconds, a few minutes, whatever I did, you know, it was always understood, you know, even before she left. That's, that's how we work. So, excuse me, let me get some water right quick. <coughs> so, <coughs> so with that, <coughs> me just going over there and just um, – uh, Friday, go, go by there and spend some time and just reflect and um, <coughs> this one was different. It was it was different because uh, because um, I, I really don't know why. It was just different. It was just very, very different. Um, <coughs> I hate it. I hate it to um, not just deal with that day, but just think about my family, my family and those that you know love her. <clears throat> you know, I not not only do I hurt for myself, but I hurt for my family. I hurt for those that love her, and so <clears throat> you know, a lot of times as ministers, we can easily take on the burden of others. <clears throat> but through this experience, it has made me to become aware of I can only carry so much, and so I had to acknowledge that I had to I have to have someone to help me in carrying this weight that I carry, not just as a preacher, but as a brother, as a human being. <clears throat> You know, um, I remember um, I was talking to my dad when it first happened. Four years ago, I was talking to my dad, and I told I told my dad, I said, look, 
I said, I can't say I know how you feel. I said, you lost a member. My dad is a pastor. Man, my sister used to help him, and so uh, she was <clears throat> she was asking me in his church as well as the other home church she would be at. But I told Dad, I said, Daddy, you lost a member, but most importantly, you lost a daughter. I said, so we're not. Gonna, I don't want to talk to Pastor Prater right now. I want to talk to Daddy. And so with that, <clears throat> same thing. <clears throat> Same thing with me. I didn't just lose um, someone that looked up to me as a minister, but I lost a sister. But most importantly, above being a sister, she was my friend. <clears throat> uh, those that know us, we were uh, two peas in a pot. We graduated together. <clears throat> we were, um, she was skipped up from the kindergarten to the first grade, and her and I was in the first grade together. And we, from first grade up to graduation, we graduated together. We were in the same class together. <clears throat> and so this was someone that was very close to me, very dear to me. <clears throat> and so with that, you know, <clears throat> just to have someone to go the way that they go uh, is troubling. <clears throat> and it, it, it makes me look at the the heartless people that may be in this society. And <clears throat> that's why it's an urgency for me to talk about domestic violence. Uh, and matter of fact, you know, I was talking about it even before she passed and the last time she was at my mom's house. Uh, we were talking and we were talking about some of the things that, you know, we, we should do together. <clears throat> she told me what her plans were. <clears throat> She told me what her plans were, and I'm like, yeah, you don't you know I'm blah, 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 you know. Yeah, let's do it together, you know. And so those were the ideas that we thought about doing together. And, you know, now the ideas that we were going to do together, now I do alone. And it's going to be a tribute to her. And I know God going to give me the strength, the insight to fulfill what we were going to do. <clears throat> but, but with that, you know, um, one of the things in that conversation that she had, <clears throat> she always wanted to help, always wanted to talk to the, what she would call her sisters, um, females, uh, the potential relationships, pertaining to, you know, you know, look at your value, know who you are, know who you are in God. And these are some of her exact words that she would say and that she shared with me Um you know, for for them to know their worth, unfortunately, many times, good young ladies with good intent choose guys that are not fit for them. And unfortunately, instead of moving on, sometimes that female sees the best in that guy and try to stick it out, and they commit it to the wrong guys. And I'm telling as a guy, because, you know, those that don't know me, I work in law enforcement. I've dealt with guys, and I hear the game. I hear what they tell me. I have a lot of guys talk to me. I've been there, matter of fact, next January, January of next year, I'll be, be there 30 years. So I can say confidently I know what I'm talking about. But <clears throat> there's, a lot of, there's a lot of guys, there's a lot of guys that will prey upon young ladies. 
they would try to take advantage of young ladies. A lot of guys, they don't care. They don't care. But you have to care. <clears throat> young ladies, you have to stop receiving people that's less than the purpose and the plan God has for you. Everybody that comes to you is not assigned to you. There are some people that God will send, but then there are others that the devil will send. Sometimes when a young lady is looking for her boy is, she ends up selling for a bozo. <clears throat> matter of fact, I, I saw this. Um, I saw this yesterday, as a matter of fact. <clears throat> I saw a video, and it was a young lady, older young lady, and she, <coughs> she was asking someone, <coughs> she was asking someone, <coughs> How do I know when I met my boys? <clears throat> and as soon as she says that, I immediately stopped it. Immediately stopped it. <clears throat> How do you know when you met your boys? And I took that as you have somebody and you're still kind of checking them out. My reply in my head was, okay, you want to know how you know when you met your boys? My reply would have been when he treats you like his roots. <clears throat> How did Boaz treat Ruth? First of all, Boaz worked for Ruth. He pursued, he investigated, you know, he took the time to uh, find out more about her. But also, if you look at it, <clears throat> Boaz, Boaz was bringing the family together, was bringing Ruth's family together. And so that's another thing. A lot of times, these young ladies, they're selling for a bozo, and it's just <coughs> unlike boys bringing the family together, bozo divides the family. You know, a man, both of uh, uh, boys, boys was a man that had work ethic, had integrity, but the guys that are less than who God wants you to have, they don't have any integrity. They're cheating. They're unfaithful. They're possessive. Some of these guys, they'll tell you what you want to hear to get what they want from you. Are there some good men around? Yes, they are. But a good man does not have to listen to you for you to tell him how to treat your heart how to respect you, how to love you. No, that ain't love. If you have to teach somebody how to treat you, that ain't the one for you. And that's something that young ladies have to accept. And I'm saying this because, you know, I don't want anybody to go through what we went through. Um, it's point blank. <clears throat> The person that killed my sister left her dead, you know, and she been she been there. She was she was found by my nephew. Left her dead. I want y'all to think about this. This is a, a brand new sheet of paper, unused, clean, undamaged. 
Imagine me getting a sheet of paper from this Bible, and there's nothing wrong with this sheet of paper. And all of a sudden, ball up, and just throw it to the ground. <clears throat> I done wasted a good sheet of paper. Now, even if I unball it, <clears throat> number one, it's detached from the spiral. But even if I unball it, <clears throat> even if I unball it, it's almost impossible for me to write properly on here. And even if I do, I can't put it back in the spiral. I can waste it. A nice sheet of paper for nothing. That's the way these guys that are the ones that are not for you, that's how they treat women. And it's bothersome because it's a lot of it's a lot of young ladies that are getting killed. Part of what it is, they're getting killed by guys that don't care. And the bad part about it, these sorry guys will kill a good girl. And then some of them will cowardly kill themselves. You know, <clears throat> I don't ever want a young lady to ever feel like because if it so happens that you're in a um, toxic relationship, don't ever feel that you by yourself and you got to deal with it by yourself. Get some help. Get some help. Tell everybody. And when you get out, stay out. Don't go back. That's where a lot of people make their problem is going back, giving the person another chance. When someone does any harm to you, assault you or whatever, you file a police report. Get that document and don't change your mind. You know, like I said, me working in law enforcement, there are times I go up there to the floors and I see where people, especially young ladies, filing a report or restraining order and all that stuff. And I'm seeing the line is so long. And I'm seeing them with their children, two or three, four children sometimes. And a lot of times, all I see are women. <coughs> they found the report. But when it comes down to executing, when it comes down to following through, a lot of them have changed their mind. I don't want to, I don't want to, I feel sorry for him, but he'll kill you. I'm telling you, these guys don't care about you. They want control. Some of these guys, they want control. They want what you got. They want your safe. They want to control you, manipulate you. They want to use you as a slave or as a maid, <clears throat> anytime somebody would separate you from your family, they're unhealthy, especially if, you, if you're the type that you have a loving family, you have a family, a godly family, you know, when your routine change for them, they, they ain't, that's not a healthy relationship. And, and you know, <clears throat> I'll probably be talking about this to the day I die. Because this has affected myself as well as me. I'm not, I'm not the only person who lost a sister. But, <coughs> but I see so many reports. And this is global. But when enough is enough, what is it going to take for you to lead that toxic relationship? <clears throat> what is it going to take for you? Don't, and I, I heard somebody say this some time ago. Somebody was telling me this. And I've, I've counseled many um, people throughout the years. And I remember one time this young lady said <clears throat> she was married. 
and her husband was trying to kill her. <clears throat> and she said because she was told she can't leave. She was told by her pastor she's not supposed to leave a relationship. She said, well, maybe it's God's will for me to die in this relationship. I said, the devil is alive. The devil is alive and your pastor is alive. You leave. <clears throat> I'm going to say it like this. You know, she told me, well, my pastor said God hates divorce. Yeah, but God hates domestic violence too. I'm going to say it like this. If a, mem- if a pastor, if a minister says for you to stay in a domestic violence relationship, marriage, I guarantee you he would not tell his daughter that. He would not tell his daughter that. Some of these people are getting the wrong information from respected preachers, pastors, bishops, apostles, or whatever. If you are in a domestic violence relationship, you need to leave immediately. But most importantly, make sure that you get it documented legally. Get the authorities involved. Because if you don't, and especially if you have children, CPS will be after you. Because you're not just endangering yourself. You're endangering your children. I don't care how you pray. I don't care how you, well, God will work it out. No, he, look, look here, look here. God already gave you an answer. That's the thing. There are so many people that use prayer as an excuse. You're saying prayer as an excuse. You're being lazy. Get out. You ain't got to pray. I'm like, well, if I should stay. No, no, no. If I should stay, if I should go. If you have a red light, do you have to pray? God, do I need to stop or should I go? Come on now. We got to use common sense. And this is the kind of conversation that we got to say, especially within the church, because most of the ones that are in domestic violence that are getting killed, some of them are church members. Let's see what I know. And so, me having to get right here. Me having to bury my sister. My mama had to bury her daughter. My daddy had to bury her daughter, his daughter. My brothers had to bury their sister. My niece, my nephew had to bury their mother. When is it going to stop? And especially within the church, we need to sound the alarm to even discuss it, talk about it, because it's happening within the church. And I know some first ladies. It's been in the mental. <laughs> like I said, I see it. I work in the jail. I work in the jail where a lot of the ministers, preachers, and I'm not just singling out it only happens in the church. No, 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 I don't mean that. I'm a minister. I'm a preacher. I can speak about it. But the thing is, it needs to be discussed everywhere. And there are some people that they can put on a facade, but they have dirty hands. I I don't want to have to hear a report of someone that might have been listening. They end up getting hurt or in the hospital because they refuse to leave. You know, I'm going to continue to talk about this. I'm going to continue to talk about it. This is part of now, part of the ministry that involves me because not only not only we are um, survivors of someone that was, you know, 
dealing with domestic violence, but also now we are a family of grievers. So it's two and one. <clears throat> it's one thing for her to go. There's nothing how she wins. And it's heartbreaking. Yeah, I know, you know, to some people, oh, this sounds like a sad story. I'm, I want to be praying. I'm going to be praying for you, Brother Prater. Thank you for your prayers. But how about you pass the word also about domestic violence? If you know somebody that's in it, talk to them. You may get on their nerves. I don't care. And by all means, <clears throat> don't say, well, I don't want to get involved because, you know, uh, it, it might get out of our friendship. The heck with the friendship. You know what? What's more important, the friendship or the person's life? Because <coughs> if you value their life, they might get upset. But eventually they'll come around, and if they don't, you know what? It's better for them to be angry and alive than at peace with you and dead. Do it for the person. This is, I want you to think about it. Domestic violence is a crime. It is a crime. Regardless if that person is dating or married, it is a crime, and it needs to be addressed. But what is it going to take? Like I said, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want anyone to go through what we went through. <laughs> My sister Patsy has affected us. In various ways, me, you know, um, I will say this. Excuse me one second. I will say this. It's <coughs> my heart. Getting choked now. Excuse me. I will say this. <clears throat> the thing, and I'm a, a matter of fact, I may, <clears throat> if I can remember, I'm trying to bring this up also even for her birthday because this is a, a good thing. <clears throat> my sister, if I, if I could think of one thing that my sister taught me, the one thing my sister taught me <clears throat> was love. She taught me committable love. I found out. I found, even though she knew I loved her <clears throat> and all the stuff, but I found out that my relationships that I tried to pursue, I was always trying to have a relationship with a young lady. <clears throat> like I have with my sister, there was trust, there was commitment, <clears throat> there was a covenant, there was communication, <clears throat> so many things, you know, just spending time with each other, just doing nothing, just being silly. That's what my sister and I did, and she passed away at 45, so 45, she was 45 and 46. <clears throat> We were big kids. And so with that, you know, even <clears throat> when she would spend the night or I would spend the night over there, we were, we were silly. 
we were just being silly. <clears throat> um, she taught me that. And I can honestly say she set the standard. She set the bar for when it comes down to me to date, make sure I trust them. <clears throat> make sure that I'm in a position where they can trust me. You know, make sure it's reciprocated. <clears throat> but, <coughs> but with that, making sure <clears throat> that it's somebody that want to be committed, somebody that want to, number one, make sure that they are right before God. <clears throat> there isn't a lot of people that I've seen that were like my sister to me. <clears throat> she uh she was my hero. She was and still is. <clears throat> and so for someone who may be watching, I want you to think about it. you never know who you are to people. So if you don't do right or be in a right relationship for yourself, do it for the people that love you. Do it for the people that care about you. Do it for the people <clears throat> They want to see you happy. Do you re- I'm going to show this one day, maybe one day this week, <clears throat> but do you really know who you are to people? Do you really understand who you are to people? So some people may feel like, well, you know, um, well, you know, people just don't understand about my boyfriend. No, you don't understand. People are not like puzzles. You have to kind of figure them out. No, when you have to try to find the good and ugliness, it ain't healthy. <clears throat> and I've seen good girls with no criminal record, with these bad boys, <coughs> got a rap sheet longer than Luke 12. Why? And this, matter of fact, I'm going to have to bring this up, but this blew my mind. Even the other day, I saw someone that um, they talked about, excuse me, (coughs) they talked about Michael B. Jordan. One person was saying, well, he don't have an edge on him. He like, he know where his birth certificate is. He looks. He he looked like you know he looked like a nerd. <clears throat> All these things. There are some young ladies that like these problematic people to try to teach them how not to be problematic. <clears throat> it's like some young ladies they go into a relationship trying to be a therapist to try to change or convert someone. <clears throat> like I say, even some that. You know, like these bad boys. Matter of fact, I've had even I've had some throughout my life. You know, I've had some tell me that I was too nice. I was too nice. You know, somebody like you. Oh, you know, I'll just use. But then, the same one that would say that would be the same one that called me. I mean, pray for them because they're in a relationship. That's problematic. I want you to be prepared for my my relationship. It, your relationship don't need prayer. You need prayer. Something wrong. 
<clears throat> what I'm saying, it may sound comical, but it's the truth. Like I said, <clears throat> I don't want anybody to go through what we went through. And like I said, many others, you know, I'm in, um, I'm in a lot of, well, one in particular is um, there's no love in the league. Domestic violence is real. This is by Crystal Floyd and Derek Floyd. I want to, you know, say hello to y'all. <clears throat> um, they deal with a lot of people. <clears throat> you know, there were a lot of people that are in domestic violence. And the theme, a lot of them feel like, well, it won't happen to me. Or, you know, I can help that person. I can help them. You know, or they only about it because I, I did something to them. I provoked them. I provoked You ain't the problem. They got the problem. But if you know that they got a problem and you're trying to make it your problem, then there's a problem. <clears throat> it's just heartbreaking for us to see so many people get killed for nothing, for no reason. Look. That's not love. <clears throat> That's not love when you're being abused, you're being assaulted, you're being talked down. That's not love. Matter of fact, I'll always hear many people, you know, they talk about their relationships, it ain't, it ain't healthy, blah, blah, blah. Why don't you leave? Because I love them. No, 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 no. What you saying is love ain't love. A lot of times, you just saying you feel sorry for them. You don't want to abandon them. Everybody else has abandoned them. You know, and you want to just stick, you want to be there to help them pull through. I want you to think about it. If everybody has abandoned them, they abandoned for a reason. They need help, and you ain't the solution. <clears throat> God is the solution, spiritually. But then there are resources that God provided here for them to get some help if they want it. But if they choose to get it, you need to stay out. You still need to stay away. They need help, but it cannot and will not come from you. You need to take care of yourself. <coughs> you need to take care of yourself. You need to seek shelter. <coughs> Stop trying to stick around to see how it's going to end, how it's going to be, if they would get help. One of the things I'm a firm believer in, if you want the one that God has for you, if you want the one that's in God's heart, you got to get rid of the one that's in your hand. Oftentimes, the devil will send invitation before God sends the real thing. What if that person that you try to be committed to that ain't committable, what if that person was a distraction that was sent by the devil? What if that person was a distraction to pull you from your roots, pull you from your purpose, pull you from your identity? Like I said, I can talk about It is it's heartbreaking. And um I know right now many people, you know, like I said, we dismiss it. Sometimes some people 
they don't understand the danger. They don't understand the choices that you make and have a rippling effect on your friends, on your family. <clears throat> I'm going to say it like this. <clears throat> I want us to really think about it. That person, that person that you're with, person that you feel like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm asking this. I want you to think about this. That person that you're with, did you meet your potential killer? Did you meet your potential murderer? Don't ever feel like, <coughs> don't ever feel like, well, you know, they'll never do that. Some of the ones that have gotten killed probably felt the same way in the very beginning. <clears throat> we, you know, we can always say, if I knew then what I knew now, some people don't have a second chance. <coughs> some people don't have a second chance. Some people don't get a third chance, fourth chance. Well, you have an opportunity right now, but don't let it go a waste. <clears throat> I see right now. I, I had somebody like there was somebody that was on um, online. I was going to <clears throat> let them come on, share something. But um, <clears throat> I do want to say this. <clears throat> um, Right now, right now, uh, and number one, thank y'all for bearing with me and getting over this. But um, I see some that are on there right now. Um, Matter of fact, my nephew, a nephew, uh, Jay, his name's Jerry Jr., but Jay, um, you know, um, there are so many people that have lost loved ones. And, you know, I didn't realize it until – after it happened to us, I had so many people after, of course, I started speaking more about it and everything. I had so many people come up to me and say thank you. Um, when I got, matter of fact, my first, maybe, maybe the first three months of me going back to work, <clears throat> which, you know, which the person that was arrested for a murder was at one of the jails that I was at. Um, <clears throat> there, I say for three, about three months that I can remember, for three months, it was like people were stopping me because I related to them because they lost a loved one, or they lost uh, someone that they know was killed by domestic violence. No. And, uh, you know, we can't sweep it under the rug. We just can't pray about it. We got to do something about it. We got to do something about it. <clears throat> you know, God has provided resources for us <clears throat> to talk about it, to educate, to see something, say something. <clears throat> we can't just sit there idle and doing nothing anymore. Until it happened to you, some people don't understand 
and now that there are some that I, I deal with that are other family members have lost loved ones, and it's heartbreaking to hear their story, to hear some of them. It's, it's sometimes it's, it's even hard to function to even get up in the morning. You know, <clears throat> matter of fact, I mentioned that um, in March, March the 3rd, but one Thursday morning, November, which was eight months later, I'll never forget. I woke up. My alarm, <coughs> I got up about five something, close to five, get ready to go to work. And I remember I was getting up out the bed, and for the first time, it hit me. It hit me for the first time. <coughs> I often hear people say, I'm sorry about your sister, sorry about your sister, sorry about your sister. But for the first time it hit me, I didn't just lose a sister. I lost a sister. We would chat in the middle of the night. We would text each other. Oh, we'd be on Facebook. She, I see her with her little green light on, meaning that she up. She watching something on Facebook. I'll reach out to her. She reached out to me vice versa. We did that. <clears throat> I'm supposed to be asleep. And at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, <coughs> I'm chatting with my sister. Not no chick. Not no no girl trying to date or whatever. No, my sister. For the first time, eight months later, it hit me. I lost my friend. I lost my freaking, now, yeah, I lost my sister. I lost my friend. I'm going to trust. I'm going to have a, a, you know, a love for, respect for someone that, you know, I understood her. She understood me. I lost it. And the person who killed her, he didn't just kill just a, a, a thing. He killed a person. Kill somebody's mama. Kill somebody's daughter. Kill somebody's sister. Kill somebody's friend. A heartless coward. A heartless, godless coward did that. And you think I'm just going to sit back and just not say anything about domestic violence? No. One of the things that God told me <clears throat> that night that I got that phone call about my sister, God told me, before we save souls, we got to first save lives. And that's what I plan on doing until the day I die. We got to start speaking about this stuff, like I said, at work, in the families, and in church. But we first, before we save souls, we got to first save lives. A dead person don't need to be saved. Too late for them. <coughs> if they are, if they're not. But, you know, been, like I said, it's been four years, and it seemed like it, it still seemed like yesterday when I got the phone call. No, <clears throat> but um, I hope you know, kind of make us think. For those who may be in relationships that you're questioning, listen to somebody, talk to somebody about it. Don't keep it to yourself. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. Well, maybe I just, you know, I, I, I have, I have, I have. I'm, I'm a big girl, yeah. But guess what? 
that person, that person that may be doing harm to you. It's funny. Guys that beat up on women, they'll fight women. They don't deal with no boys. Don't deal with no men. Anytime you got to put your hands on grown folks, you got a problem. It's something in your mind. Something, something really wrong with you. <clears throat> it, it's, it's sad. It is sad. And women got to stop tolerating that mess. Number one, not only stop tolerating it, but also you need to stop provoking. If you already, look, if you already know you got an attitude problem, don't be with somebody that got an attitude problem. You get fixed. You get help. Both of y'all get help. Both of y'all go y'all separate ways. You know, and I know domestic violence, it can happen to both. It can happen to not just women, but it can happen to men too. I know that. I know that. But most of the time, most of the time, these women are sitting up in here, coming to church with shades on. <coughs> come to church being threatened. You better not tell nobody. And sit there and don't say nothing to nobody. Wake up. Wake up. You know, next week, well, you know what? I was going to say next week you might get Reverend Prater, but right now you're getting Brother Prater right here. You're getting the brother of Sheila Prater. But right now, even right now, I'll still speak to you, still preach to you, let you know that God is able to help you and get, help you get over anything and everything. <clears throat> I, I'm going to say this right right quick, and then uh, <clears throat> I'm going to share um I'm sure a uh, tribute that I had made uh, some time ago, and I'll share it with you all for those who may not have seen it. But um, it was funny. Yesterday, um, yesterday being March the 4th, like I said, she was killed late March the 3rd. And, um, but I shared it on social media about her, about her passing on March the 4th, March the 4th, 2019. I shared it, and that was the hardest post I ever had to write. And um, I was on Facebook looking at the timeline, uh, the memories, and it showed up. And uh, I read all the comments, and there were some, there were some people I didn't respond to. I, I just forgot because I had so many of my phones ringing back and forth. <clears throat> And so um, yesterday morning I got up and I just read that, you know, I read probably if not a thousand, over a thousand um, comments in all the posts. Now, I read all of them, came to see them. <clears throat> like I said, that was um, 2019. <clears throat> but there was something that caught my attention, and I'm going to see if I can, uh, see if I can pull it up too. There was something that caught my attention. Um, I had um, when I had when I had wrote it. When I had wrote it, it was um, it was really interesting. I had something to happen. Nah, that sucks. <clears throat> well, I couldn't get it. Oh, you know what? As as I'm talking, I, I know what I'm going to do. Um, <clears throat> something happened as I was, um, 
as I was looking at the um, the post, as I was looking at the post of what I was writing, or what I what I had wrote uh, pertaining to Sheila, as I began to look at it, I was I was dumbfounded because reading all the posts, the hurt, the the um, the hurt, the the anger, the heartbrokenness that everybody was expressing. <clears throat> I read that and it was it was very overwhelming. And so it made me think. And I was just thinking, I was just thinking, and I, just, I felt it hurt. I felt it sour. And so, long story short, I was reading all the posts from March the 4th of 2019. And then this happened. <clears throat> God had me to stroll on down and look at previous years. And it just so happened. March the 4th, 2017, two years before the worst post I ever had to write was written. Two years before the end, God showed me what I had wrote two years before on the same day. And I'm going to share with you all, but just in case those who didn't see it yesterday, <clears throat> this is what I said. Actually, I'm seeing now, <clears throat> it was actually two posts I wrote. Normally, I write one post a day. But this particular day, I wrote two. And this actually being the second post. And this is what I wrote. Today, God will give you the strength to march forth. March forth into your purpose, your deliverance, your healing, and the calling in your life. I was like, wow. It was kind of like God allowed me to grieve, you know, look at all that that I wrote in 2019, read all the comments and stuff from 2019. And then he said, now, I want you to remember, I want you to look back on what I gave you two years before on that same day. And I saw that. I was like, wow. You know, if I had a wig, I would have threw it up in the air and danced. Then let me know how good God was. I already knew how good God is. But those reminders in the midst of what you're dealing with. <coughs> and so with that, I thank God that God allowed me to be Sheila Prater's brother. You know, I thank God that God allowed us to stay sane. Not just stay safe, stay sane. And, you know, my heart hurt for those who go through what we've been through. But also my heart hurt for those that will be going through because of the wrong choices that other people make. It don't have to be that way. If each and every person it's under the sound of my voice. If those who may be pursuing a relationship make better choices, 
those who are in a relationship, if they're not, if it's not a healthy relationship, get out, get out immediately, get out, get out, get out. Don't worry about what people think or say. Cause you know what? <clears throat> I guarantee you, they'll talk well of you. They'll talk well of you over your cast. Well, that person that should that person should have. I, look here. I can't tell you how many times, but, well, well, you know, I, I've been praying for you. I, I, you know, I knew he wasn't all right. Well, you should have told me. You'd be surprised the information that people withhold. You know, st- stuff like that, it irritates the mess out of me. That's why, you know, <clears throat> like I said, now probably because of my job, my experience, I've dealt with people. You know, I realize now, uh-uh, some people, I just have to accept. <laughs> when something ain't right, call it out. Call it out. God will give you the confirmation. You ain't got to get the confirmation from people. You can get it from God. <clears throat> and, um, you know, but I'm going to. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop right there because you know I can go on and on and on on and um you know it just it just we just have to do something as community as a people as a people of God <clears throat> let's do better let's make better choices and also when we see someone making wrong choices say something help put them by the coattail. Talk to them. Talk to them. Let them know what love is. Let them know what love ain't. Say something. And if they choose to not listen, hey, it won't be on you. <clears throat> but if you see somebody that's in an unhealthy relationship and you don't say anything about it and then something happens, now that's going to be on your conscience. Well, I should have said something. I did pray for them, and God telling you, go to them. We talk to prayer. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this and then we're going to move on. I want y'all to think about this. Prayer is for you. And if it's somebody else that may be in a situation, if it's, if it's somebody that may have a problem, then that prayer is for you to talk to God, to act, for God to help you to say what needs to be said to them. So prayer is for you to talk to God about you, so that way you will accept. <clears throat> but then also, if it pertains to somebody else, that prayer is for you to ask God to help you with the verbiage on what to say, when to say it, and how to say it for the message to come across. And that's no matter what it is. So hopefully we understand when it comes down. Well, you know, I pray for them. You know, they're going to pray for them and move on. No, stay there. Stay there. Stay there. Be there. You know, that's, you know, I, I was talking to my brother uh, a couple couple weeks ago, and that's one thing, you know, when I hear that, people say, I'm just going to pray for you, or, I'm going to pray for you, that's an excuse. I'm being honest, you know, and, I, and like I said, I see it, and I'm looking at it from a legal standpoint, because what if somebody confided in me, if I'm counseling somebody, Somebody can find me and tell me that they raped a child. 
And then imagine you say, well, I'm, I'm going to pray for them. What happens if the police finds out? They're going to either say, oh, oh, okay, well, uh, 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 Reverend Prater, he, he, he did pray for them. Or they're going to say, we're going to arrest him and we're going to arrest up. We're going to arrest Mr. Prater because they told him the information and he withheld it. Think about it. Think. I want. I want us to think, think, think about it deeply. <clears throat> so, with that being said, um, this is a video that I made uh, some time ago. Um, you know, um, when it came down to Sheila, I was always selfish. <clears throat> like I said, uh, I was telling my, I was telling my stepmom and some other people in the family. I never knew who Sheila was to other people. I just knew who she was to me, you know. And so this video I made is a compilation of um, not just myself but the family. And she is sorely missed in the family. She's, like I said, that's that's my fun girl, my my home girl, my my, my road dog, joint to the hip, everything. But uh, I'm gonna share with y'all this video. It's a familiar song, and um, I'm gonna play it right quick. Um, go right. Here. Yeah, I'm gonna cut the volume. Be myself. Uh oh. Sorry. One second. Those uh, are listening on uh, Reconnect My Heart. I appreciate y'all. And um, God can give us the strength to go through. God can give us the strength to go through and um, help us in this situation. And um, thank y'all. For being there, thank y'all for y'all thoughts, y'all prayers, and um, continue to keep me up in prayer. Continue to keep our family up in prayer. Um, like I said, even for those that are on the Wisdom website, um, you can catch me on Facebook. My name is Brother Prater, B R O T H E R, Prater, P S M P O R A T S M P O E R. Keep us in your prayers and. In a way that uh, we can be able to help to y'all, just know that we're here. We love you all. And uh, I thank y'all for listening. And uh, thank y'all, you know, just allowing me to be able to celebrate my sister. Thank you. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.